Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters. This week we're going to, we'll get into some gardening at some point, but we're going to, one thing I wanted to work on, I came across an interesting article by a man I've followed, I think he's at least my age, he's been around a while, his name is Amory Lovins, and he did an article for Yale Education, E360, they call it Yale.edu if you want to go and see where I get a lot of my information. I try to fact check literally everything that comes on this show. I just don't go poking in and looking. I make sure what I get is, has got some real science behind it. I will apologize. The weather's really foul where I am right now. And I have a few birds, and I've got a bird that I just have nowhere else to put. So you're going to hear him do a little chirping and stuff in the background. Hope it doesn't get too obnoxious. But uh, <laughs> if I wait for him to quit, I'll never get this week's show going. Three myths about renewable energy and the grid. I'm going to try to debunk those. Renewable energy skeptics argue that because of their variability, wind and solar cannot be the foundations of a dependable electric grid. But the expansion of renewables and the new methods of energy management and storage now can lead to a grid that is really reliable, yet really clean. As wind and solar power have become dramatically cheaper and their share of electricity generation grows, skeptics of these technologies are propagating several myths about renewable energy and electrical grids. The myths boil down to this. Relying on renewable sources of energy will make the electricity supply undependable. Last summer, some commentators argued that the blackouts in California were due to intermittency of renewable energy sources, when in fact the chief causes were a combination of an extreme heat wave, probably induced by climate change, faulty planning and a lack of flexible generation sources, and sufficient electric storages. During a brutal Texas cold snap, which I went through folks last winter, really cold, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, wrongly blamed wind and solar power for the state's massive grid failure. He's not, he's not hot on renewable energy anyway, folks. He's, he's kind of whack. Which was vastly larger than California's. In fact, renewables outperformed the grid operator's forecast during 90% of the blackout, and in the rest fell short by at most 1 15th as much as the gas plants. Instead, other causes such as inadequately weatherized power plants and natural grass shutting down because of actually having frozen equipment led to most of the state's electricity shortages. In Europe, the usual target is Germany, in part because of its energy transformation policies shifting from fossil fuels and nuclear energy to efficient use and renewables. The newly elected German government plans to accelerate the former and complete the latter. But some critics have warned that Germany is running up against the limits of renewables. However, in reality, it is entirely possible to sustain a reliable electricity system based on renewable energy sources, plus, of course, a combination of other means, including improved methods of energy management and storage. A clearer understanding of how to dependably manage electricity supply is vital because climate threats require a 
a rapid shift to renewable sources like solar and wind power. This transition has been sped up by plummeting cost. Bloomberg New Energy Finance estimates that solar and wind are now the cheapest source for 91% of the world's electricity, but is being held back mostly by misinformation and myths, many of which are brought forward by none other than, of course, the petroleum industry. So let's begin with myth number one. A grid that is increasingly relying on renewable energy is an unreliable grid. Going by the cliche, in God we trust, all others bring data. It's worth looking at the statistics on grid reliability in countries with high levels of renewables. The indicator most often used to describe grid reliability is the average power outage duration experienced by each customer in a given year. A metric known by try this, it's a tongue tire, System Average Interruption Duration Index, only do that once, acronym SAIDI, S-A-I-D-I, SAIDI. Based on this metric, Germany, where renewable supplies at least half of the country's electricity now, boasts a grid that is one of the most reliable in Europe and in the whole world for that matter. In 2020, SAIDI was just 0.2, one quarter folks, 0.25 hours in Germany. Only Liechtenstein had a 0.08 and Finland and Switzerland with a 0.02 had any better system in the whole world. While 2020 electricity generation was 38% renewable, ahead of the world's about 30%, countries like France with a 0.35 hours and Sweden with a 0.61 hours, both far more reliant a nuclear power did worse for various reasons. Here in the United States, for instance, where renewable energy and nuclear power each provide all, almost exactly 20% of our electricity, had, listen to this, five times Germany's outage rate at 1.28 hours per customer in the year 2020. Since 2006, Germany's renewable share of electricity generation has quadrupled while its power outage rate has cut by nearly half. Similarly, the Texas grid became more stable as its wind capacity sextupled from the years 2007 to 2020. Today, Texas generates more wind power, about a fifth of its total electricity, than any other state in the United States. So let's move on to myth number two. Countries like Germany must continue to rely on fossil fuels to stabilize the grid and back up variable wind and solar power. Again, the official data says otherwise. Between the year 2010, the year before the Fukushima nuclear accident incidentally in Japan, and 2020, Germany's generation from fossil fuels declined by 130.9 terawatt hours lot of stuff, folks. And nuclear generation declined by 76.3 terawatt hours. These were more than offset by increased generation from renewables up to 150 terawatt hours and energy savings that decreased consumption by over 38 terawatt hours in the year 2019 
before the pandemic cut economics by 43% below its 1990 levels, beating the target of 40% set in 2007. Emissions of carbon dioxide from just the power sector declined from 315 million tons in the year 2010 to less than 185 million tons in the year 2020, the most recent records I can find. So now let's take a look at the, the myth number three I was going to bring up. The myth being, because solar and wind energy can be generated only when the sun is shining or the wind is blowing, they cannot be the basis of a grid that has to provide electricity 24-7 year-round. It is admittedly true that variable output is a challenge. It is neither new, though, nor especially hard to manage. No kind of power plant we've ever used, folks, runs 24-7, 365 a year. And operating a grid always involves managing variability of demand at all times. Even with no solar and wind power, which tend to work dependently at different times and seasons, making shortfalls less likely, all electricity supplies vary. Seasonal variations in water availability and increasingly drought reduce electricity output from hydroelectric dams. Nuclear plants must be shut down for refueling or maintenance and a big fossil nuclear plants are typically out of action about seven to 12% of the time, sometime during the year. A coal plant's fuel supply might be interrupted by the derailment of a train or the failure of a bridge or bad weather. A nuclear plant or fleet might unexpectedly have to be shut down for safety reasons, as was Japan's biggest plant from 2007 already the year 2009. Every French nuclear plant was, on average, shut down 96 days a year from 2019 on, and that rose to 115 days in the year 2020, when French nuclear plants generated less than 65% of the electricity they theoretically were supposed to have to been able to produce. Campari expected with actual performance, one might even say that nuclear power was France's most intermittent 2020 source of electricity. One other consideration of uh, what we call renewable energy is, for instance, it can be from onshore wind, offshore wind, solar panels, solar thermal power, geothermal, hydropower, even burning municipal or industrial or agricultural waste in a clean um, manner. The idea is simple. If one of these sources at one location is not generating electricity at a given time, odds are many of the others will be. And finally, consider this. Some forms of storage, such as electric vehicle batteries, are already economical today. Simulations show that Ice storage air conditioning in buildings, plus smart charging to and from the grid of electric cars, which are parked 96% of the time, could actually enable Texas by the year 2050 to use 100% renewable energy without needing really any giant batteries. Folks, the bottom line is this. Electric grids can deal with much larger fractions of renewable energy at zero or modest cost, and this has been known for quite a while. 
Some European countries with little or no hydropower already get half to three quarters of their electricity from renewables with grid reliability better than we have here in the United States. It's time we get past the myths and onto the facts, folks. Renewable energy is tomorrow's energy. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matter.